0: about that, and we're going to look at a couple of those things, but I just want to welcome you today. Uh, If you're a regular, we love you, and we're glad you're here. Can I have an amen? If you're a first-timer, we love you, and we're glad you're here. If you're a middle-betweener, and you've been here since we've been, we love you, too, and we're still glad you're here. Can I have an amen? If you are our in-laws, we love you. And we're glad you're here. Amen. Um, I have one lady over here She reminds me of my sister-in-law. And uh, she said, well, I guess you're glad I'm here. I said, no, we not just these. can kind to of happen just So glad to have everybody this morning. I want you, if you want to, you feel comfortable too. Um, who in here knows that life is about you? And it is about having people that encourage you and uplift you and challenge you. The Bible says that iron sharpens eyes will bring beyond and so it's important to step out right now, step right around, greet somebody around you. i encourage you to do so if you don't feel we'll comfortable. We understand that. Um, I don't know what kind of sign we need to give for that. I guess give the downside, you know, but if you're okay with that, give the upside. And uh, greet somebody right around you. We're going to continue our service. We're so glad you're with us. Today.
1: name. He's good. Amen. Let's try that again. He's good. Amen. 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 I'm so excited to be here today. If you're new, um, it's been my honor to lead worship here for many years and recently I moved. And so for me to be here today, it's just the sweetest honor. Sweetest time to see new faces, to see old faces, to be healed and not stricken by Tennessee allergies that are trying to take me out. But this morning, we're going to worship him. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray that well, whatever we plan for this service, you have your way with it. You have your way with our time and with our hearts, Father God. You have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, let's send this out. The King is in the room, He's here with us this morning.
2: Is in the room. Come see the scars of love upon His hands. The King is in the room. We'll watch the darkness we had here. name Let miracles break out across this place in Jesus' name. The Saviors in the room no soul beyond the boundaries of His grace. There's a resurrection Name, thank God, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus, light of
1: Said it before, this is my favorite part, because we're going to say to the world, name another king as great as him, we dare you, let's sing this
2: out, there's never been a love, there's never been a love so great, he died so we could live, then he rose up from that grave, name another king like this, you all authority, forever belongs to Him, He reigns in victory. Name another King like this. There's never been a love so great. He died so we could live. Then He rose up from that grave. Name another King like this. And all authority to ever belongs to Him. He reigns in victory. Story. Name another king like this. Name another king like this. We dare the world to name another king like this. Oh, and His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Light of the world. There's freedom in his name yes he is he's awesome in power reigning forever light of the world there's freedom in his name his name is jesus his name is jesus the light of the world The light of the world This freedom in his name there's never been There's never been a love so great He died so he could live Then he rose up from that grave Name another king like this all authority never belongs to him He reigns in this. Name another king like this. Name another king like this. They can't do it. They can't name a king like God. In Jesus' name. Woo! He's good, amen. Woo! In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin, lost without hope with no place to begin. Your love made a way to let mercy come in. When death was arrested, in my life, begin. You're so beautiful was redeemed, only beauty remained. My orphan heart was given a love. Morning grew quiet, and my feet rose to dance. And death was arrested, and my life began. And Jesus' name, I'd us all your grace all so free, washes over me. You have made me new, now life begins with you. We thank you for the promise. It's your endless love pouring. Me faithfully born. He faithfully bore. He cancelled my debt and He called me His friend. When death was arrested, and my life began. all oh, Your grace, yes, it's sweet. Oh, Your grace, so free, washes over me. You have made me new. Yes, it's the reason of Easter, let's sing it out. It's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new now, life begins with you, yes it does. darkness rejoiced as though heaven had arised but then jesus rose with our freedom in hand that's when death was arrested in my Is over me, You have made me new. Now life begins with You. Yes, it does. From today on, it's Your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new. Now life begins with You sing this out of ourselves we're free in Jesus' name we're free free forever we're free come join the song of all The all of redeemed yes we're free free forever amen when death was arrested in my life began oh we're free free forever we're free come join the song of all the Yes, we're free, free forever, amen. When death was arrested and my life began. Yes, when death was arrested and my life began. Oh, when death was arrested and my life began. In Jesus' name.
1: He deserves all the glory, amen. Amen. He deserves all the praise, amen? Woo! Before we transition to our next part of service, I just wanna sing this one chorus together this morning. And everyone's been so kind to me to make sure I have breathers and breaks. But we're gonna sing this before we transition to our next time of worship with our offering, amen? Let's sing this out, how great, in Jesus' name, how great is our God.
2: above all names. Let's sing and raise your voice. He's the name above all names. Yes He is. And He's worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing how great is our God. Let's sing it one more time. He's the name above. He's the name
1: We say, we thank you, Jesus, this morning. In Jesus' name. Let's give him a round of applause this morning. Amen. He's a good God.
3: when you give your offering, or you can leave it on the chair and we'll find it later, or you can hand it to one of us after service, but please fill that out, especially if you're new or a first or second time visitor and you've never filled one out, just fill one out. It'll give us some information so that we can let you know what's going on in the church. We won't bug you, but we will let you know what's going on in the church so that we can keep in touch. So please fill that out for us this morning. I want to read to you out of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting verse 6 through 8. And this is what the Lord says to us. By this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart. So let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Father, we just thank you that we can come into your house and worship you on this great resurrection day. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for what you've done for us. We will not forget the blood that was shed because it is all about the blood, and we plead the blood, and we thank you for the blood, and we thank you for your sacrifice and that you did rise again and that you do sit now at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us, and we thank you that you send your Holy Spirit to speak to us and talk to us because he lives in us and he is with us. And we thank you for your word today that you gave us, Lord, that you are with us and that you are waiting for us to praise you and to touch you so that you can touch us, Lord. And we just reach out to you today and we bless your name. And we ask your blessings on this offering right now as we give unto you. In Christ's name we pray. And everyone said amen. And you may bring your offerings down now if you would and lay them right in the trays.
1: Amen, amen. In Jesus' name.
2: How great is our God. He's the name above all names. Come We sing His praise. thou art how great thou
0: art glory to God amen amen come on let's give a good hand clap of worship come on father we thank you we praise you glory we thank you father we thank you father in Jesus name and everybody say amen amen you may be seated I um watching my time here today, and um, I, I want to remember that great parable Jesus never said. <laughs> Blessed are the short-winded, for they shall be heard again. Can I have an amen? And uh, so hopefully I'll remember them. Matthew chapter 27. I want to read a couple of verses here and um, approach something, and uh, it's, it's what I consider an age-old question. If you've, been, uh, if you've walked with the Lord most of your life, my opinion is you have to answer this question every day. If you've never walked with the Lord for anybody in person or online, you still have to answer this question every day. Matthew chapter 27, this is verse 15. says, now at the feast of the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, whom whom do you want me to release to you? Barabbas, or Jesus, who was called Christ. For he knew they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife said to him, or sent to him, saying, have nothing to do with that just man. For I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said, well, what shall I then do with Jesus, who is called Christ? That's the question. Everybody has to answer. I heard a guy say one time, and it's true, there's a lot of appointments we miss. In fact, I was supposed to go to the chiropractor this week. Totally forgot about it. Just flip right through it. And... Um, But who in here knows that this appointment, you always have to keep. You always have to keep the appointment of death. You always have to keep the appointment of judgment. Not that we want to look at it in that sense, but everybody has to ask this question. Pilate on this hand is asking this question. I've always, I used to feel sorry for Pilate, and I sometimes still do. He was thrust in a hard situation. But on the other side, I have very little compassion towards him because he should have done what was right and done it because it was right and not persecuted a just man. Um, I actually looked at my wife the other day. I, I love detective stories. We watch those things and enjoy that. I, I used to think I'd love to be one, be the police detective. I would hate to think I sent someone to jail who was guilty, uh, who was innocent. I looked at her, I said, I don't know if I could live with myself. And yet, Pilate didn't mind it one bit. Yet his wife had uh, actually already said, let's read that again, then we'll continue. She said to him, "'Have nothing to do with this just man, "'for I have suffered many things today "'in a dream because of him.'" Again, this is Matthew 27, verse 22. "'What shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ?' "'They all said to him, let him be crucified.' "'Then the governor said, why? "'What evil has he done?' "'But they cried out all the more, saying, "'Let him be crucified.' "'When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, "'but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water, washed his hands before the multitude, saying, "'I am innocent of the blood of this just person. "'You see to it.' "'And all the people answered and said, "'His blood be on us and our children.'" Now that's a, that's a hard thing. Now who in here knows that that right there implies judgment? We'll get to that in a minute, because that's fun. "'Then he released Barabbas to them, "'and when he had scourged Jesus, "'he delivered him to be crucified.'" Now then, if you have your Bibles with you, get turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. Uh, This here's just right after that. And uh, although 27 is a long chapter. 28, now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. Behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Cause he didn't have anything better to do. Can I have an amen? I just love it. Just sat right on that, on that rock. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. Well, I guess I would too if some gigantic angel was sitting on the rock. But the angel answered and said to the women, I love this. He didn't say this to the soldiers. You ever pay attention to that? Why? Because they're in relationship with Jesus. They've got love for Jesus. To the people who love Jesus, it's always a different story. It's always a better story. It's not that God doesn't love the other one. It's just there's no relationship for the blessings to go through. You know, I mean, um, I always thought it was funny when my kids were younger and they were in college, we used to go to Taco Bell all the time. Now, let's just settle something in this church in the house of God. We don't go to Taco Bell at all anymore, hardly do we. In fact, we have cursed Taco Bell in my heart, okay? The food's bad now, the the service is bad. I just, if they all just died and shriveled up, I think God would be blessed. Can I have an amen? Just aggravated with them. And so we don't go, but when we used to go, if we had our kids with us and they had their friends with us, guess who paid for their lunch? Me. It was amazing how many friends came to church with my kids. College kids, because we're going to get a free meal. They just just show up. And I'd walk out, in fact, actually one of them was Luke's friends, I used to pick at him, i said, say, what you getting? I thought, I I might get like a burrito or something. I said, you got any money? His little face would kind of shrivel up. I'd say, don't worry buddy, I got you, I'll take care of it. I'd do it just a joke. But that's because I had relationship. I didn't just go through the restaurant and going, who wants a free meal? Can I have an amen? But if I was in relationship with them, in fact, to this day, my kids don't buy their meal, hardly. I feel guilty if my kids buy their meal. I'm their dad, and I should provide for them. Can I have an amen? Amen. I thought I'd get more amens from Sarah, Beth, Molly, and Luke, but amen, okay. Thank God I didn't, so we're gonna end that policy. Praise the Lord. Behold, uh, so the the angel said in verse six, he is not here, for he is risen. As as, As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay." and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you so. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. And everybody say, amen. Amen. That is what we celebrate today. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, the number one Founding difference between, if you will, and I don't like the word, religion of Jesus or Christianity and every other religion yeah. is that we do have someone who started something, died, and is still doing something because he came back. Amen. Now, in the, today's world, we have a lot of people who love to challenge things. And they love to argue things. Now I was telling Ben, I don't know where Ben's at in here, but I told Ben one day we were talking about intellectualism and I like having intellectual conversations. But I can't stand having intellectual conversations that just go on and on and don't accomplish anything. And I really can't stand it when people want to have intellectual conversations to show me how smart they are. And if they do that, then I sometimes will show how smart I am. And if it's not going good, I go get some coffee. Can I have an amen? I'm just not going to. (laughs) I'm oh, sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Maybe that's why the Lord made me drop my glasses. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. But I can't stand it because sometimes it's just, who's ever heard these conversations? You know, these people who were deep, deep, deep in the Lord. Hmm. How many angels can dance on the head of a pen? Well, I don't think angels want to dance on the head of a pen. I don't bet in heaven there's two angels ever sat around each other and looked and said, you wanna dance on the head of that pen? Oh, I can't wait, I've been wanting to do this for eons. I mean, ever since I was created. First thing I thought when I got up this morning, I wanna dance on the head. I think they wanna sit on the stone. In fact, I'll be honest, the only thing they do is what the Father tells them and the Word of God tells them. They're not like you. I've always thought it's funny. You ever hear people, they'll say stuff like, again, being real spiritual, when we die, I know mama's just an angel. I don't want my mama to be an angel. That's a lower class creature. You're created in the image of God. Angels are not. You have free will and choice. Angels do not. That was taken away. After Lucifer fell, took a third of the angelic host with him. That was changed. Angels just obey. They ain't got a choice. But you, you're created in the class of God. Why would you want to step down to something lower? You have those intellectual conversations. Then you get this one from some people. How can a good God let bad things happen? Well, a good God ain't letting bad things happen. Bad things are happening. Oh, let me ask this. Who in here know, has ever met a sheriff in America? Who in here has ever met him on the bad? Okay, don't answer that if you're on the bad side of the law. Okay, but you know, so, some of y'all may have and we don't want to know about that. Okay, we just want to live with the image that everything's good, okay? And um, that's like, I had a minister friend years ago and he actually had a prison ministry. And somebody asked him, said, where did you get your education? This is in North Carolina. He goes, the state. <laughs> well, there's North Carolina State University. And the guy looked at him, he goes, oh, you went to NC State? He said, no, the state of de- corrections. He goes, I, he goes I've in jail for 22 years. He said, he goes, I learned a lot about prison ministry once I got saved inside. Can I have an name okay? So you have all these intellectual conversations. And one of them is, how can a good God do bad things? But yet, if you meet any sheriff in America who's good and a good man, he's got laws that actually dictate what's right and wrong. And that it's not right for anybody to steal from you, kill, kill you, abuse you, rape you, molest you, uh, steal your identity. And yet, there's people out there who do that. Why? They don't obey the law. And yet in John 10, we have the verse where Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And I have only come for, and this is my paraphrase, for one thing, that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. God's desire to you is always good because his mercy endures forever. Can I have an amen? But in today's world, you have this. Would you believe that in 2023, 42% of most 18 to 35 year olds do not believe in the resurrection. That's almost half, guys. The only thing that saves us in the South is we are the Bible Belt. You get up North, it's less. You get out West, it's less. You go to California, you're almost in hell. Can I have an amen? I'm just just teasing, just teasing. That's just a little geographical humor, okay? Just whatever. Because who in here knows that thank God for the South, amen? And if it was so bad, nobody would be moving here, but who knows, everybody's moving here. So it's gotta be almost heaven. Can I have an amen? Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's considered arguable now. Historically, whether or not Jesus rose from the dead. So I wanna address a couple things to build your, to build your faith. Number one, I'm gonna give you some reasons why. It is evidentiary in antiquity studies and through observation that you can tell that Jesus rose from the dead. Now, here's the reason why. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, we have no hope. We don't. And everything he said was a lie. And if what he said was a lie, then we're all doomed to hell. But who in here knows that if he did rise from the dead, that changes everything? One. Jesus's brother was a man by the name of James. There is a book in the Bible called the book of James. That was Jesus's brother. Now, here's the funny part. Who in here knows your family never likes you, never supports you? James was adamant that Jesus was not the Messiah during his life. Adamant. Actually, you can find places where he actually said and implied that Jesus must be crazy and has lost his mind. At one point, the mother, Mary, sent the brothers in to get him and asked him to come out and talk to her. And Jesus actually looked at his head and he said, well, who are my brothers and, my, my brothers and sisters? But those who do the will of God, which almost is actually like sticking his nose up and saying, y'all are not even my family. Who in here knows that would not go well at all with a Southern mama, <laughs> let alone a Jerusalem mama. Yet James became one of the leaders of the church. You know why? Because he saw, his own testimony is, he saw a resurrected Jesus. Now, and I talk about these things, here's something to think about. Who in here is willing to die for certain things? Now, there's certain things I'm willing to die for. I am. Now, there's other things I'm willing to let you die for. <laughs> Could I have an amen? Or somebody else. I ain't, I ain't dying for that. I remember Luke, my son, he was um, maybe eight or nine. They were, who was at Youth camp, children, children's camp. And they were doing this fear factor thing. And everything, everything they asked for, Luke would raise his hand for. Who wants to come up? I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. Well, finally, they raised his hand. They said, "Who will come up and eat this?" And, it, and it, it was actually brown rice with Oreos in it and gummy worms, and it looked just like garden dirt. I actually ate it, almost gagged because that gummy worm made me think of a real worm, and you're like, <gasps> and um, but I, it tasted just like Oreos and brown rice. I mean, it just tasted good, but it looked rough. And so Luke blesses heart. Yeah, say, they go, Who wants you to do Lucas? I do, I do, I do. He says, come up here, Luke. He walks up there, he goes. He walks and goes, I ain't eating that. I ain't doing that. <laughs> and he walks as he walks down the aisle. He's looking at people. I ain't eating that. No, I, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I, I appreciate the fact that he was honest. To me, it took more guts to do that than to just eat it just to save face. All the people in the early church transitioned themselves immensely on the belief that Jesus rose from the dead. And most of these were notable people. You had people who were all of a sudden willing to change everything and sacrifice everything for something that if it's not true, should never be acted upon. You have the conversion of Saul who became Paul. That's a historical document. Now here's one thing that sometimes the skeptics say that they, they, they can't deal with. They'll say, well, how come there's no archeological evidence of Jesus? Let me ask you a question. Now we've got microfiche, we've got DNA, we've got all these tests. So probably in 2000 years, there may be some earthly document that Eli Gadson lived on this earth or Chris Vaughn lived on this earth. They did not have DNA. They did not have documents. But who in here knows that if your documents are in the care of the United States government, we may never know you were here. Can I have an amen? And that's why you're alive. So in the archeological thing, Jesus was the son of a carpenter and not considered a royal person. So of course there's not much, any archeological evidence of him ever ever being there. But there is this. Isn't it amazing that the Bible gives quotation that the Jews said the the disciples did what with the body? Stole it because he said he would rise in three days. And some people said, well, baby, he did, they did steal it. Would you believe there's actually a law in Rome for this area of Judea that was written about 10 years later that actually prohibited and made it illegal to steal the body out of a tomb. You could steal, grave rob it and steal the jewels, but you couldn't take the body. How come in all of Rome, the only place we create a new law, is this just not like America? We're gonna fix this with the law. The new law that you cannot steal a body is in Jerusalem. If you wanna know where that's at, if you ever wanna research that, cause to me that is just fun. Which maybe show that I don't have an exciting life. Can I have an amen? That's called the Nazareth inscription. There's also what is considered what's called the principle of embarrassment historically. The principle of embarrassment says this. If I have done something bad, I am never gonna tell you what I've done bad because of embarrassment will destroy my story. Who in here has ever suffered a setback? Who in here has ever filed bankruptcy? You can raise your hand if you don't have to. We did, years ago. Most breaking heart things I ever did. Gave me a lot of compassion in 09 and 10 when everybody was falling apart and people were having to file bankruptcy, it gave me a lot of compassion. I knew exactly what they were going through. But I don't just get up and just share that out. You know why? Because the principle of embarrassment. I I want everybody to think I'm a man of faith. Men of power. Who in here knows sometimes we are men of paste and men of flour. Can I have an amen? <laughs> but the principle of embarrassment says you never share truth if it embarrasses your story, historically. It's funny if you do some, read some history, you can read it like, cause you know the victors always write the history. You have to take that into consideration. But sometimes you'll, you'll read some historical accounts and it ain't even nowhere near. Nowhere near. I, I was reading a story last night, a historical thing, and it was funny, this general kept saying, we believe they are on the run. The whole time he's writing that, he's retreating 20 miles by force march, walking, and his men are starving. We think the tide will turn. Principle of embarrassment. Number one, you would never, ever lie about something like the resurrection if it didn't happen. Number two, here's a principle of embarrassment. Number one, that's the biggest. You would never have your first person telling the story be a woman, not in that day. Nor would you let it be that woman in that day. Two things against that story, the principle of embarrassment. But now here's the one that I love the most. If you study antiquities, and I love that term antiquities, historical antiquities, that means things that are two, three, 4,000 years old. Jesus died 2000 years ago roughly. If you study all that historical stuff, you can find uh, um, Roman historians, who some were not alive exactly when Jesus was born, but were alive close enough afterwards that they had to deal with the aftermath of Christianity on the rise. Here's something about the Roman historians. They did not like Christians, but yet they reported that there were many Jews who served Christus in Latin, or Christ, and that who claimed that Jesus had risen from the dead, and most of them still hated the Christians. That is in Roman history, that's undisputable. But there's another fellow that I found out, this is amazing to me, his name, I went too far, Habermas. Habermas is a historian. Now he did something a little different. I think this is so good. He got 3,500 historical documents. 3,500. Out of the 3,500, most of them, the majority, the greater majority, were skeptical of the the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Out of the 3,500, he compiled. These are from antiquities. These are from early writings of English, German, French, Spanish, historical. These are worldwide. Anything that would have been considered the known world back in year one, all the way up, 3,500. Out of those 3,500 things, historical, there are 12 things that almost all of those agree on. Real quick, Jesus died by crucifixion. Jesus was buried. His death caused the disciples to spare, lose hope, believing that his life was ended. Four, the tomb was empty a few days later. 3,500, the majority of skeptical historians agree that the tomb was empty days later. The disciples had experiences that they believed were literal appearances of the risen Jesus. The disciples were transformed from doubters who were afraid to identify themselves with Jesus to bold proclaimers of his death and resurrection. The message was the center of the preaching of the early church. The message was especially proclaimed in Jerusalem where Jesus died and was buried shortly before. The church was born in Jerusalem and grew rapidly. Orthodox Jews who believed in Jesus made Sunday their primary day of worship. Now let's throw that one out and pause for a minute. Who in here knows that most of us would rather give up Jesus than give up tradition? I don't mean that wrong, but most people in the South would. I really believe that. We ain't never done it like that in church before. Oh my gosh, what will we do? I had a guy get mad at me one time years ago. We were doing communion and we were about to, have to take communion and I said, let's just do something different. I said, instead of the ushers passing it out, let's have everybody just come down. I said, it'll make it easier on the ushers. We can have the elders and ushers just stand there and half pass out the elements. I said, but it's a little more biblical in a sense because the Bible says in James, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. It's not, you know, you're having to make an effort. Has everybody got that? There's, there's some faith involved. I said, let's try that. Dear Lord Jesus, help me. I had a guy come up me. Right from, I, I, he looked at me, he said, I take this serious. I said, well, brother, I take it serious. He said, I just don't know how this is gonna work. I, I mean, just, I mean he, he's, he's turning red. In fact, the guy who was my worship leader, uh, Mark Whitaker, saw it. He, goes, he goes, I just don't think you're taking this I, I, We just need to do things right. I said, brother, I want to do things right. I said, let's just try something new. I said, if it don't work, we won't do it again. How's that sound? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So we did it. He came up to me after service. My gosh, pastor, that was a great idea we had. I mean, I love the way that communion. Thing. Man, that was great. Can I have an Amen rather give up Jesus than keep traditions. Jews have always celebrated the Sabbath when Saturday. Early Christians were what? Jews. What on earth would make them change? Something so drastically changing their life. They would step out of that. So that's one of the 12 things. James, this is this here's another one. 3500 references. James the half brother of Jesus converted to the faith when he saw what he believed was the resurrected Jesus and became one of the most influential leaders of the church in the early church. Now that's pretty amazing that your brother who does not support dies for you. Paul was converted to the faith after his experience which he believed was the risen Christ. Now, he even went one step further. The top five evidences of all those can be summed up best in five. Jesus died by crucifixion. His disciples believed that he rose and appeared to them. The church persecutor, Paul, was suddenly changed. James was changed. And the last one, that all those things, all that that tomb was empty. Now here is why that is important. You have your Bibles. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse three. This is Paul. Now, I'm going to call this the changed life. When I was growing up, I had a cousin, second cousin named Billy. Billy was a good guy. Billy Price. Before Billy Price got saved, let me tell you, he looked like he was a mean man. He was. He was an old cuss. Drank like a fish. Fought. Back then, you didn't go to app. You know, nowadays, if you want to go drink, you go to a nice place. Where we lived when I was a kid, you went to a dive. It was the Blue Barrel Inn. And when it burned down, it became the Red Barn. Can I have an amen? I mean, it just, it, it, these were dives, motorcycles, gangs, shootouts. I mean, it was rough. Billy felt quite at home in that surrounding. You would look at his driver's license before he got saved. It honestly looked like he had makeup on. It looked mean, looked evil, just dark. Just, I mean, just a scowl, scow, you know, just a scowling face. And then he gets saved. He made Jesus the Lord of his life. You could look at his driver's license before he got saved and after he got saved, and it honest to God looked like two different people. It's one of the greatest things to look at. Because after he got saved, man, it was almost like they finally turned light on in the room. And who in here knows they don't take light. They don't ask you to do anything when you get your picture taken. Who in here has ever had a bad driver's license? Hold thy hand up. Bless her heart right now, my wife looks like she just come out of prison. Can I have an image? It's one of the worst. it is true. It's one of the worst. I was like, baby, go back and get it, I'll pay for it. Go, let's change it. We ain't done it yet. And so it was just a changed life. Paul, the first time you read about Saul and Paul, we mentioned him a minute ago, he was actually killing Christians. He is considered, as far as the apostles are concerned, the best Jew. He knew the law, that was his job. He was a, a, what's called an apologist. He defended the faith of the Jewish. And he was actually in, in Acts chapter seven said he was getting letters so that he could kill and put in prison. And yet, in Acts, later in Acts 26, I believe it's Acts 21, he tells the story about how Jesus appeared to him and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Oh, I, never, I never want to use that verse that I don't point this out. Here's how much Jesus loves you, the body of Christ. When Paul was persecuting Christians, Jesus did not say, why do you persecute my people? He said, why do you persecute me? So when you go through something hard, it hurts Jesus. That's why it says he's easily touched by the feelings of our infirmities. I just don't know why God don't care. God cares a whole lot more than you know. Can I have an amen? amen? So Paul, makes this comment in 1 Corinthians 15, 3. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve, and that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remained to the present but some have fallen asleep. Now, Paul always used that phrase to mean they've passed away. And he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. Paul's own testimony records that. Now, I wanted to come back to something that I said we'll deal with. There was a lady in our church years ago, she was telling me a testimony that she went to go get her hair cut. And when she would go get her hair cut, there was a lady who worked there who couldn't stand her. And she said, I'd never done anything to her. She said, I'd never said a word to her. I'd never said anything evil to her. She goes, in fact, didn't even really know her. But she said, I could tell when I walked in, she didn't like me, she didn't want me around. She didn't wanna be in my presence and was, and was just kind of, you know, a little snotty towards her. You know, kind of, does everybody know what I mean? Well, a number of years later, that woman who worked at the beauty shop comes to church and they start, she got saved and she goes to church. And they got talking. She asked her one day, she said, what did I do to you? She said, honey, you didn't do nothing to me. She says, I just knew you as a Christian and that convicted me. She goes, I didn't feel right around you. And she said, well, I didn't mean it. She goes, I, the only thing I had for you was love. She goes, I don't care what you had for me. She said, just being around you made me feel bad. Now, isn't that very similar to the woman, Pilate's wife, who said that this just man bothers me? Now, those people who all cried out and said, give us Barabbas. Our blood and our children's blood be on us. Well, I'm kind of a Southern guy. (laughs) Let's just kill you. Can we have an amen? Let's just take you out. That's what you want. That's what we'll give you. But who in here knows that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For he did not send his his son into this earth to do what? Condemn it. That ain't the heart of Jesus. Just a few weeks later, Jesus, uh, I mean, after the crucifixion, he's risen from the dead. A few weeks later, the power of the Holy Spirit falls upon the early church. And the same guy who had denied him three times, now think of this, the same guy who had denied him, along with all the apostles, the same guy who had denied him gets up and preaches one of the greatest messages you'll ever read in Acts, chapter two. He actually challenges all the same Jews who had just said, give us Barabbas a few weeks earlier. He looks at them and preaches and he says, this Jesus whom you crucified, he calls them out. But here's the good part. It says that after that message, about 3,000 people were saved of men. Well, if we only say half the men were married, that's 4,500. Some of them guys had more than one wife. We're not getting into that. Can we have an amen, okay? But let's just say they all had one kid the married people, which most of them had more than that. But if you said they all had about one kid of age, You're probably closer to six thousand, and if you said maybe either two kids or another, you're probably looking at anywhere from six to seven, eight thousand people got saved that day. Do you not believe that some of those earlier people give us Barabbas were in that group? So much so, they had been around it for so long when Peter and James were walking. Peter and John were walking through the, um, the gate, beautiful, just in the next chapter says, there's a lame man, he looks up and he says, can you give me something? And Paul just looked at him, and he said, listen, I ain't got a nickel to my name. He said, but what I do have, I'll give you. And he says, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Now here's the truth of it. Jesus, the Bible says in Hebrews 13 8, is the same, yesterday, today, and forever. You know why he can do that? Cause he still lives. On this earth, you can't be. I might be the same yesterday. And I might can be the same today. And I think I'm pretty much the same guy on some things. Would you agree? Since we've been married pretty much. I still don't eat bell peppers and I still don't eat lettuce. Can I have an amen? I got that. But if I died today, I can't be the same forever. Not on this earth. Jesus can. Because he rose from the dead. I've met people who've talked to Jesus. Had an appearance from Jesus. Evidently, James did and Paul did. But see, it all gets down into that question, what shall I do? Some people say, well, I don't believe that. And here's the sweetest, the best part and the saddest part. That's your choice. God loves you so much, He gives you the choice. I don't love you that much. I don't, I just make you get saved, whether you want to or not. Just like I used to do my kids. Y'all gonna hug, you gonna kiss, You're gonna make up and you're gonna act like you like each other or else the ninja belt is gonna whip off Ah, can i have an amen we're gonna be beaten the beatings will begin can i have an amen and i never had to speak my kids that much but i did look at them several times and i'm like listen hug each other and kiss each other God does not change anything. For God so loved you, he gave. And then we get to choose to receive that. But see, here's what I wanna get to. Jesus is the same yesterday with salvation, 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 past, present, future. He's the same with healing past, present, and future. Delivering people from oppression, past, present, and future. Giving you power by the Holy Spirit, past, present, and future. Soon coming King, redeeming us, past, present, and future. The Bible says this, I've always think about this when I preach, because of all the lights, as I turn, if I even flinch, I have shadows galore. The Bible says in James, Jesus' brother, that God does not change or has moved so much as to create a shadow. He is set towards you to love you and to redeem you. But sometimes in life we're like the guy who sat and prayed, town said a flood's coming. He said, I'm just praying that God delivers me. And all of a sudden this guy on a car drove by, he said, brother, come on, come on. He said, no, no, it's okay. I'm waiting on the Lord. Well, the water got up to his waist and a boat comes by and says, come on. He says, no, 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 I'm waiting on the Lord. All of a sudden, he gets up to his neck and a helicopter comes in and they said, get in. He says, I'm waiting on the Lord. That man died and went to heaven. He looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, I was waiting on you. Jesus said, my brother, he goes, I sent everything I could to get you out of that water. He said, it ain't my fault, you're stupid. He said, you should have received what I sent. Well, see, the question is, do we receive who he sent? So right now, as we get ready to close, I wanna ask you to bow your head, if you're online, if you're in person. The question to everyone, every day, is what shall we do with this Jesus, who is the Christ? Thank God we don't have the choice or the opportunity or really the illusion to think we can wash our hands with water and act as if we can be done with Jesus. We have to deal with it. If you'd say, Pastor Chris, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I need to experience his power of resurrection. Hold your hand up. Anybody at all. Anybody at all. Amen. If you're online, you can just email us. Prayer at chrysum If you'd say, Pastor Chris, I need to make sure and renew my commitment to Christ. Because I am not where I should be. I feel kind of like Pilate's wife. I'm troubled by him, and I have prayed before, and I've made him Lord before, but my relationship isn't as fresh. If that's you, hold your hand up real quick, put it up, anybody at all. Lastly, if there's anybody right now who'd say, Pastor Chris, I need the Lord to touch my body, I need healing in my body, hold your hand up, anybody at all, okay? Hallelujah! Now, if you raised your hand for anything, stand up, real quick, where you are. I'm not going to have you come down, but just stand up and stand up in faith. You know, the sad thing is, and and I've met this all my life, and I've 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 fought this all my life in a sense. I've had people, you know, um, they don't agree that Jesus is a healer, and they'll argue with you, like God don't heal no more. God, God can't do that. Yet I've got testimonies of people in my life who've been healed. I've been healed. My daughters have been healed. Molly was born with a heart murmur thing. How old was she? I always forget that. Two. And uh, the doctors were like, "We're going to have to, you know, open heart surgery." And this was a long time ago because Molly's old now. Can I have an amen? She's 28 you now, and it was a long time. They're going to have to rip her, you know, do that whole. They didn't have to do the ortho. they going to, you know, Terry you up as a parent. So we did what James said. We called the elders of the church, anointed her with oil, walked out and proclaimed her healed and whole. Just stood in the word of God and stood by faith. And the doctor came back a couple weeks later. He goes, well, it? I can't find it now. And then he goes, well, maybe I just didn't read it good. Well, dear Lord, you did it three times. How bad are you? If you're that bad of a doctor, we need to get us another doctor. But yet we can find scriptures all through which says, he is a healer, himself took by our infirmities and bore our sickness and disease. First Peter 2, 24, by his stripes we were healed. Third John 2, I desire above all things that you prosper and be in health as thy soul prospers. So as we get ready to pray here for salvation because we have a resurrected savior, let's receive it in every area we have need of, because Jesus didn't just try to save part of you, Jesus saves all of you. Now, some of it we have to fight for on this earth, because we do have an enemy who doesn't like our sheriff, and he does attack us. Can I have an amen? So we have to fight him. So right now, hold your hand up, if you will, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that your power is here to bring healing, deliverance and most blessedly, salvation. Thank you, Father, for everybody watching online, in state, out of state, everybody here. Father, we make our bold proclamation that Jesus is Lord. Say that with me, everybody. Jesus is Lord over my life because I believe He rose from the dead. According to Romans 10, 9 and 10, I believe that He rose from the dead and that He is my Lord, my Savior, my healer, my deliverer, my soon coming King. I receive Jesus and I celebrate Him because He is resurrected. He lives, He lives in me, in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Now, Father, right now, I thank you for your anointing. We ask to go into people. And to bring healing to their body, healing to any issue they have. We know, Father, it is by faith, not of works. So, Father, we choose to believe your report and your word, and not every other thing in our life. Just as much as we believe it in salvation, we believe it in the healing power of God. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, Amen. Now, everybody, look at somebody. Look at somebody and say, I believe God's word is true. <clears throat> I believe that I am healed and whole in Jesus' name. And everybody say, no. Now, a couple things, everybody stand up with you. If you stand up, I have to dismiss and that's the way the rules work, so stand up. Um, if you're a first, second, third time guest, um, if, when you leave, if you'll go out when you can watch every door you want, but as you go out towards the main entrance, there's a table on the left right as you go. It's our info table. I got a gift I'd love to give you. I'd love to meet you. Shake your hand. Say, uh, if I got to meet you before service, I'd love to say bye to you. If I didn't get to I'd love to meet you and uh, just spend a moment. And um, we're just glad you're here. And I, and I want to encourage you. Now, if, if, this, if you've got a regular church and it's a good church, you need to be in it next Sunday. And if you don't have a good church, we want to invite you back here next week. Now I used to just tell people to go to church. I don't do that no more. I've told my kids, I, ain't, I don't want them to go to just any church. I don't, I don't want them to go to a church that waters down the gospel. I don't want them to go to a church that doesn't preach the gospel. And the gospel is, is Jesus saves us, he heals us, he delivers us, and he's coming again. That's the gospel. And so uh, I challenge you, if you're not in a church like that, uh, if you're online, if you're online and can't come, join us every Sunday. But if you can come, we, we invite you, we want you to be a part, and we, we welcome you and we thank God for you. We're a diverse group, we're a strange group, can I have an amen? Somebody says, well I'm not that strange, yes you are, can I have an amen, you, you're strange. You're one of the people that everybody talks about at the family reunion. Everybody is somebody that talks, is talked about at the family reunion. The fact that we think we're not proves that we are those people. Okay, that's just the way it works. And I bless you. Thank you for being with us. Stretch your hands up if you will. Father, we ask that your goodness and your grace cover everyone here. We thank you, Father, that your face shines upon us, your grace is made known to us, and you cover us with your peace. In Jesus'
1: name, amen. Amen, let's give our Lord and Savior another round of applause this morning. He's good our savior healer redeemer and soon coming king amen like our pastor said if this is your first time thank you for being with us it's been such an honor to have you in our our house today to worship with us to learn with us and to grow with us if you are a first second or third time visitor especially online please scan this qr code it'll take you to a website where you can um, connect with us where we can get some information from you and stay in touch with you if you filled out a connection card if you could please just leave those on your seat and our ushers will get them following service so we can follow up with you our next announcement, I'm going to try not breathe through my nose into the mic. Um, our pastor, or, or later last year, started a small group on Sunday mornings, and it has become the rowdiest, funnest, vibinest time. Um, and I've never been able to be a part of it because of practice and check. But when I tell you, it's such a good time. So we want to invite you. If you are interested in being a part, it's Sundays at 945, right in our studio across from our worship center. You don't need to sign up. You can just show up and we would love for you to join and learn with our pastor in our small group that starts next Sunday. Everybody say next Sunday. Next Sunday. Next up. Excuse me. Our women. Can I all my can all my ladies give a whoop? in jesus name our women do a monthly gathering on the first saturday of each month it's so fun i had an honor to speak at the first one this year and it was such a sweet time so ladies if you're looking for some more community we would love for you to join us on the first saturday of each month here at our church it's either in here or in our studio it varies we can just show up here there's always some breakfast items before coffee before at 10:30. again you don't need to sign up you just need to show up and we would love for you to join us and then last use me every wednesday at 7 30 you can join us online either at grace summit church.online or our facebook page and be a part of our online bible study and our online community and we would love for you to join us there also again if you're a visitor if you have any questions you can ask anybody that's wearing a badge anything where the bathroom is any questions you have about the church things that we're doing here regularly and then like pastor said before you leave please get one of our gifts our pastor would love to learn your name hug your neck get to know you a little bit better if you didn't get to this morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Easter. We thank you for today. We thank you for your risen son that you sacrificed, that you sent to this earth to give up on our behalf, that you felt separated from on our behalf, that rose, that is alive to this day, and for the empty tomb that is still empty, Father God. We thank you for restoration, for deliverance, for healing, for mercy, for grace for love, for joy, contentment, and all the things that you have given us on this earth to claim as our own through your promises and through your Word, Father God. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're gonna do. And as always, that the days ahead are better than the days behind. And all the saints said, amen. Y'all have a blessed Easter.